ever improving from bureaucracy's basement to your ears. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Tonight, innovative revenue tools, outstanding improvements, improvement vector candidate interviews, and more. This meeting is now in session. Hey. Hey. How, how about that great theme music? It's fantastic, just, just isn't it? It plays like magic every time we it start does. our meetings. Yeah. Most meetings, I bet they don't have theme music. I mean, this is, this is what we get here. This is one of the perks of working in the basement of City Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Music emanating from underneath our desk. It's, it's only creepy if you stop to think about it. Yep. Yes. For even a second. <laughs> for, even, for even a split second. So uh, let's take attendance. Okie doke, let's do that. Okay, so first up, uh, we have, uh, do we have a noop cheetle? A noop cheetle? Noop cheetle. Uh, the, uh, the Bollywood star? Uh, no, uh, this is close. Um, noop cheetle is uh, Don Cheetle's identical twin. Oh. He yeah. started out as a stunt double, but he claims that he actually performed in approximately 90% of Hotel Rwanda. Really? And in pretty much... Every bit of footage you see in uh, Marvel movies, that's not Dawn. That's Noop. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm looking forward to having him talk about that. I didn't know that. That's great to know. I don't, I don't see him here, though. No, he's not here yet. If um, he's coming. Oh, uh, sorry. Hold on. I made a mistake, I think. Um, I know why he's not here. I've actually messed up the letters in the name. It should spell out Paul DeShane. Holy crap, that's me. All right. Okay, you're here. Yep, Perfect. I'm definitely here. All right. So, and second attendee is Ramon Nidog. Ramon Nidog. Yeah, the no, the Spanish, I haven't seen him today. The Spanish Swedish head of the UN. Yeah, no, I know who he is, but he yeah. he hasn't been here today at all. Yeah, and I I think I know why. Well, um, why? Uh, you know, this is embarrassing. Did he get caught in traffic? No. Well, he might have, but uh, you know, uh, I have to admit, I think I've actually messed up the spelling of the attendee's name. It should spell out. Uh, Aiden Morgan. Oh, that's that's a familiar name. That's that's me. Oh, that's why it's familiar. Yeah, that All is right. definitely you, and you are definitely here. Oh, perfect. Do we have quorum today? No, oh, I'm sorry. We never have quorum. Yeah. So nothing. But we, we do will. Matters. We will. We will go on. Go ahead. Okay. Forge so, ahead. Aiden. So what's first on the agenda, Paul? Well, we have an improvement vector down here oh. with us in the sub basement. You mean a candidate? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, jumping the gun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and Natasha Lipney? Hi. Hey. I'm actually not Natasha Lipney. I'm her stunt double. Oh, really? Yeah. Very nice. She couldn't make it today. I do the more dangerous work, um, right. namely grocery shopping and uh, community radio. Cool. Yeah. That's good, because yeah. community radios can be dangerous stuff. Yeah. 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 And I'm the sorry. sub-basement of City Hall is also very dangerous. Uh, All that theme music. Yeah. <laughs> never know when it's going to start. And the leopard. Well, yes, everybody has to get past the leopard. The leopard of the doors, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, we'll just uh, we'll just pretend that you're Natasha then. Oh, okay, sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you. I'll my... play along. Okay, good. Um, so you, uh, Natasha, are a, <laughs> a city hall reporter. I am in the Queen City. I am. Yeah. Uh, well, you're you're renowned as being like the most enthusiastic person possibly in the city uh for city hall stuff in general more so than the mayor (laughs) i think oh my goodness uh, yeah Yeah. i do love city hall i'm a huge city hall nerd why why um 
it's not just a Regina thing. I think I've, I've, I've always gravitated towards civic government in my reporting, which is a really boring thing to say. I shouldn't put that on any dating profile, I don't think. Um, but it's, it's something about reporting at the local level that, um, people can connect with most easily. Um, they can, it's the same argument that I guess government, uh, civic government makes when they talk about your taxes and what they're doing for you. It's like you can right. see the difference, but I think that also makes the reporting most interesting. And I really like getting to avoid party politics, <laughs> to oh, really? be honest. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I find that can be a, a little bit tiring, dare I say, in, in, in reporting. So that's why I like uh, civic government stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, why do you think, why is it important to be covering this stuff, though? I think it's important whether people acknowledge it or not, and I like to like pound this into their brains as much as possible <laughs> with what I think are witty tweets and other posts. Um, I think it's important to know what your city is doing. I, I think too many people blindly pay their property taxes. They're happy once a year complaining that those property taxes are, are going up or that their leisure center pass is, let's say, increasing or that this bus route has been canceled. Every time something a little like that affects them, they tune in and it's um, it's powerful, but it's brief and they don't look into it any more than that. Um, so I think it's important to, in some ways, force people just by them seeing tweets about <laughs> it or seeing articles about it that are hopefully phrased in, in layman's terms and, and make people actually interested about this stuff. And another reason is that, and I know the city has been trying hard in Regina to make uh, a difference this way, and I do believe they are making some of a difference. Um, but a lot of the stuff that comes out of City Hall is just not digestible mm -hmm. or understandable mm -hmm. for the average person. As someone who regularly goes through 200-page reports um, with a fine-tooth comb, these are not things that people are reading. And even you can post them all you want to the city website. An ordinary person is not going to look them up. So that's, I think, kind of where I come into But they will play. read your tweets. Yeah, and, and hopefully, and, ho and hopefully, read well. the stories too, um, if they're written in in kind of a digestible enough way. So, yeah, I don't know if that yeah. answered your question no, or absolutely. not. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and your word puddle. I am on Twitter. I am. Why? Oh, <laughs> can we I, ask? Where yeah, no, you can totally <laughs> ask why. I feel it's kind of embarrassing. I I have always always loved writing. I've had the journalism bug since probably since middle school, I think. And so the first zine I created when I, of course, no one would publish a 13-year-old <laughs> and I wanted to get into it was called Word Puddle. Oh, and were you covering oh. City Hall? No, I wasn't covering <laughs> City Hall. But I was ahead of my like high school paper and I was yeah. hounding them about, I don't know what it was then, but I was definitely hounding them. <laughs> right. Yes. And so that's where it came. And I just, when we had to, we when I created a, a Twitter profile, I think probably in journalism school, because it was still kind of young then. That's the first thing that came to mind. I never thought I would use it that much. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just create it for class. And, and here I am, a real live <laughs> reporter with Word Puddle wow. as her Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, before we get on to like the meat of what we mm -hmm. wanted to talk to you about tonight. Uh, the vegetables I, I of what we're talking about? And the vegetables. Okay. Yeah. And the starches. Ooh. Um I, I have to ask, what is your favorite committee to attend? My favorite committee. Oh, my goodness. Mm, 
Oh, that's a tough. I did not prepare for this. You did not let me prepare for this question. Um, it, it, I, have I would to, think that would oh, be like right is, at the tip of your tongue. Oh, right? this no. is okay. This is going to sound so boring, but I mm. actually, I'm actually a fan of finance and administration. Oh, Just good pick. Keep, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I like numbers. Yeah. I like numbers, and you tend to get interesting surprises that come out of that committee. Like when mm. things are coming happening with other levels of government, you're never quite sure what's going to end up on that list, whether it's union stuff or, let's say, the pension plan stuff. Yeah. So I feel like that one is always kind of a grab bag in terms of what might pop up on that schedule, and I like the numbers things, like yeah. I said. So. And it's pretty important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finances. Um, yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite was the uh, cemetery subcommittee, but they, they got rid of that one. They don't have a lot of the fun subcommittees. No. They, I they, hear all they, this they talk of all. good subcommittees. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Those were the days. Cemetery subcommittee met once a year. They, they had they had a corn dog committee. They, they did. They met once, but then they were like, "Let's go for corn dogs," and we never heard from them again. Yeah. Actually, on a more serious note, I will say that um, the accessibility advisory committee can mm-hmm. be a really interesting one to go to because um, there are a lot of different voices on on that committee, and often they are reviewing reports that other committees see um but of course it's with that accessibility eye so there tends to be a lot of really interesting discussions um honestly that that come out of that one yeah they seem to be like the only advisory committee that's still standing right now as they're doing like the review yeah they're still doing work on the stadium a lot of work on the stadium and and transit stuff are kind of the two big things you see coming up most often with them Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. okay uh we did want to talk to you about the the thing coming up in October. The election. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's called. That is what yes. they call it. So are you excited? I'm so excited. Can you tell? <laughs> Actually, the way that you're jumping up and down in your seat <laughs> kind of gave it away. I think I think everyone should be excited. Uh, you, you I don't understand so? how people aren't hosting like election backyard parties. It was early for that yet, is right? Is it? I don't yeah. know. It's beautiful weather. Mm, it's summertime. True. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like a tea thing with like or like with lemonade in the back, pinata and parasols, yeah, and fundraising for peoples. But that's the thing: <laughs> there's not a lot of peoples running right now. No, it's been it's been relatively quiet. Um, it, it is uh, a little bit early, and I should say that I this will be my first municipal election in Regina, so I unfortunately don't have something to compare it to. Um, but in, in chatting with people, it is still a little bit early. Uh, that being said, if you look at our friends up in Saskatoon, um, things have been seem to be rolling out a lot more quickly hmm. for them, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to uh, new candidates and candidates for mayor. I think they're currently sitting at three candidates for mayor, one of the current councillors, the current mayor, and someone new, I believe. Really? Wow. Um, and uh, they also have some fresh faces going for some of the council seats, whereas here in Regina, we've only had a couple, three, three of the current councillors who have officially said they're running, mm-hmm. issued a press release kind of official. Um, most of the other ones have confirmed with me they have, but they haven't even made any official moves. And the mayor announced a while back that he's going to take a stab at it again. We've only seen a couple... You know, two or three new faces, but yeah. even with them, I mean, they've chatted with me. They haven't. We're not talking about a huge push on on their part yet. So yeah, yeah, pretty quiet. Yeah, extremely quiet. So the three councillors who've announced are uh, uh, Barbara Young, Mike O'Donnell, and Brian Burnett okay. are the ones who have officially right um, said they'll run again. 
Um, and, and I've asked all of the other ones. Right. So Fendura, will he be running? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, um, Murray. What have you heard? I haven't checked in with him. When I uh, checked in with everybody about a week and a half ago, he was on the fence. Right. Um, Sean Frazier is out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had him on last week. Yeah. So. Um, and everyone else... Everyone else has been... Uh, yeah, everyone else has been a yes. Right. Yeah. So, and what about new people? Who have you heard... New people, we actually had, there's one guy who actually just followed me on Twitter earlier today, also in Aiden, mm -hmm. Aiden Watherspoon. Um, mm. So I haven't chatted with him yet. I'm hoping to touch base with him tomorrow. Um, but he did follow me and just uh, based on his like Facebook profile, looks like he's going in Ward 9, which is Terry Hinks. Oh. Terry Hinks, let me just double check that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Hinks' ward. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, young guy. Um, and he's actually organizing a fundraiser later this month based on his Facebook profile. So he seems to be, you know, now pushing full steam ahead. Um, there's also Gene Clive, who's a realtor in town. Yeah, that's hmm. Ward 3? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's come out okay. um, and said she's running. Um, Connie Dieter, um, which I hope I'm saying that right, in Ward 6. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she really wants to push... Um, safety issues, um, especially health and safety issues in, in the North Central area. Um, and then a couple others who haven't officially sent anything, but they have told me that they're planning on running. Uh, Sam Khan is planning on running again okay. in Ward 2. He made a, he made a go of it uh, against uh, Bob Hawkins uh, last time around. If I recall, that was quite close last yeah, time. Yeah, it was Sam Khan, Heather McIntyre, Another guy yeah. whose name I've forgotten, and then Hawkins. Yeah, and they were. Yeah. It wasn't close with Sam Khan. Oh, um, but the ward itself was pretty close. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. And um, and Anastasia, and I'm going to butcher this, Manulova. Okay. Um, is looking like she's going to run in Ward Five. Um, okay. And she's Ooh. just kind of. I think she's just prepping to officially right. announce. And who's in Ward Five? Uh, Ward 5 is Vendura. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, my impression, so early on in the, the terms for these people, uh, there, was, there was a lot of sort of full galleries, a lot of sort of contentious issues like the wastewater treatment plant, the, um, the stadium financing. We haven't seen a lot of that lately. And... Um, my, my sense is that there isn't a whole lot of sort of there's not a lot of sort of thrill for city council right now not a lot of not a lot of sort of like appetite for change out in the public what are you hearing i wouldn't say there's i wouldn't say there's not an appetite for change i would agree on the point that you made about the big files mm -hmm. um the last election was in many ways a referendum on the stadium is what a lot of people mm. were considering it, mm -hmm. um, especially when it came to the mayoral yeah. seat. Um, yeah. I, th I think it's important to note that a lot of people were were voting in that election based on who sided with what they thought about the stadium. So that made it a hot election in that sense. Um, and when it came to the mayoral seat, we had an open seat, yeah. um, which makes a huge difference. Um, this time around, I, I would agree with you that a lot of those big files that started at the beginning of this term, they're starting to peter out now. One thing that I'll keep my eye on is around election time, actually at the beginning of 
election month, which is October, we're going to have the first test event for the stadium. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of interesting timing. Um, Substantial completion is the end of August. We then have that test event. Um, The wastewater treatment plant is nearly complete. It's supposed to be substantially complete by the end of this year. So in some ways, I'm thinking if something goes very wrong with either of those that could throw a huge wrench into the election Mm -hmm. if those go as planned and nothing comes out of the woodwork with those projects i i think it could stay relatively quiet to be honest i I don't know if there's really any of those issues to rile people up they get council gets to show up at the stadium and like you know have like a mission completed banner drop exactly behind them just before the election what i I bet will happen is they'll mess up and they'll actually build the wastewater treatment plant like in the stadium and then they'll be like "Uh uh-oh and it'll just be a whole thing that's my guess (laughs) be like oopsie (laughs) and then it'll be a hot election i hope so because right now it's looking like a snooze fest No. Even here on 91.3 CJTR Regina Community Radio in the Queen City Improvement Bureau. It, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's not. I I, I wouldn't get too discouraged yet. I I still think it's a little bit early. Um, But the whole point of this, having you here, is to start getting people excited to, like, pump them up and get them, and get them, like, uh, ready to elect. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I I am curious, um, and I know people can. Can people call in? That would be great. We should add that. They, they Not that can I'm trying to, in. like, dictate how your shows run. But, but yeah. you know, <laughs> somebody did Tweet once, us. but it was a mistake. Tweet us, they, they actually, please. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious what the big issues are for people. Like, what are they going to be looking for in this election since there aren't those big files kind of going into this one i'm curious you know, i'm going to make a guess i'm going to make a crazy yeah. wild guess what the issues are going to be property taxes <laughs> potholes that's it that'll be a thing yeah yeah and paying property taxes on potholes yeah which is outrageous yeah so i'd like to gin up like a fake issue like that just to get people upset yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's a great idea, though. Um, yeah, uh, if you're listening, uh, tweet us at Queen City IB uh, and tell us your sort of big issues for the election, not the fake one I mentioned, real ones. Yeah, yeah. or fake ones that you make. Or fake ones. <laughs> Those will do too. But that real is good. Um, one one interesting point that's been made to me uh, a couple times about um, why we may not see, and, and I, st- I still don't know where I stand on this, but why we may not see um, the influx of, of candidates here in Regina, and particularly, I mean, the people who've been talking about to me about this, they're thinking of kind of the Sean Fraser candidates. Mm. And what I mean about when you, when you look at the makeup of council, tends to be older, um, and you have um, a lot of people who are either retired or they have somewhat flexible jobs, if you will, like realtor, let's Mm say. Um, There's been an argument made about, well, if we want younger people on council, we're going to need to up that salary. Um, Right now, counselors bring home about like $37,000, $38,000 a year in, in Regina, which like it's nothing to scoff at. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, it, it's it's really paid and it's almost advertised in many ways as a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of counselors, I've had this discussion with Mike O'Donnell. You know, a lot of um, 
counselors enter it with this idea that you are taking on kind of a hefty part-time job when if you ask any of them if you go to all the meetings and if you do things in the community and if you read all the reports that you should read before going to meetings you're really talking about something a lot closer to to a full-time job and and for um I don't want to generalize, but for, let's say, a younger person who is starting a family, I mean, Counselor Frazier has, what, three young yeah, kids now kid, and, yeah. and, a, and a brand new baby, um, you know, and is trying to support a young family. So not only needs the time and the money, that might be a deterrent. Um, up in Saskatoon, I just looked it up. They're sitting at about $55,000 oh, okay. a year that's, for counselors. That's a huge difference. Yeah. yeah, so I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure what you guys think about that, but I thought that that's an interesting point that's been brought up a couple times about how that might influence people simply running for council in the first place. Um, and people, mm -hmm. maybe younger people, wondering why they aren't seeing faces like theirs on council. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a really, that's a really, really good point that, um, so, would you do you think it would be a good idea then like i mean do you think we've hit the size in regina where it's time to have a a full-time council where they get they get paid to be just for this to be their full-time job a lot of cities that's you don't have a second job you are a city councilor mm -hmm. and that's it yeah i considering how <laughs> i can definitely make a full-time <laughs> job out of following city council mm -hmm. i yeah. think it's definitely fair for that I, I i don't think i'm any in any position to start throwing out numbers in terms of salary i i really don't know oh, but um <laughs> but um t to consider the job full-time um i i think that would i think that would definitely uh, be appropriate and i think it'd be interesting to see what difference that could make yeah hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally there'd agree. definitely be more investment in time and and effort. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Well, all right. So we've got one improvement already sorted yes. for the city out of this meeting. I don't that, know. That did not take long to actually already improve the city a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are your uh, what are your guesses? What's going to happen? Do you think Do you think we're going to have like another four years of Fougere? Yes. Yeah. I think that's yep. a pretty safe bet. Actually. I, I, yeah. yeah. Especially if he runs unopposed. I'm thinking yeah. yes. Yeah, um, that's a good point. He's not going to run unopposed. I, I, I highly, highly doubt that. Um, I've been hearing whisperings. Those are, these are very thin kind of whisperings <laughs> that there may be some organizing to get. Really? Uh, to get an opponent against him. Oh, like I right. said, I've heard so little. I, I want to limit what I say because it's so, like, grapevine at this point. But I think there is the potential that we might see um, a candidate maybe come out of a, a, a group effort, potentially, mm. to put someone interesting forward. Okay. Um, I think we'll definitely probably have a couple people that honestly just emerge out of the woodwork and decide they want to they want to go for it um i wouldn't be surprised about that but i i don't know i'm getting the inkling that there might be some organizing going on as a group effort to put someone up against Fuji. Yeah, that's pretty exciting yeah yeah that could make for a big maybe thrilling. like i said big maybe a more thrilling yeah. october yeah i guess one of the things i'm most worried about um especially i mean if we look at the voter turnout um yeah last election and we had an open mayor seat yeah. and a hot mayor uh, race, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we had the stadium issue. 
and voter turnout was abysmal. Yeah, <laughs> last was, time like, around, like, what does this mean this time around? Not like, to mention, we've already had two other elections in the last 12 months that's in true. this province. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of concerned about that. Well, that's great, you know? though, because if you're one of the people who votes and you mm. have, like, a really low voter turnout, then your vote counts so much more. No, don't you say that. So no, everyone should go out and vote. Do not. <laughs> don't, don't, don't listen to that. <laughs> All right. Bad PSA. Well, thank you for your hot takes on the election, yes. Natasha. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. Uh, yeah. How did she score? Uh, well, uh, judged on the uh, the complicated rubric that we always use, um, I think, yes, you qualify as an improvement vector candidate. And so we'll present you with an official certificate of improvement. Oh, my goodness. Signed and suitable for framing. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, thanks for coming down here today. <laughs> thanks. It also comes with a manila envelope if you want. You know, I think I can just take it like this. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, next up is uh, Innovative Revenue Tools, where yes. we look at uh, neat new ways to improve the city's bottom line by uh, raising revenue. And I, I understand that you've you've got one. Yes. Well, as uh, as, as you know, uh, when you uh, after when you run for uh, for city council, you have to file a hundred dollar deposit. I've heard that. Uh, and this is, uh, I mean, this is a hundred dollars in the pockets of the city right away. So what if instead of there were, instead of maybe two dozen people filing, what if running for city council was mandatory and everybody in the everybody? city had to file? Oh my God. So, I'm just doing a little bit of math here and that would be, that would be a uh, lots of dollars. With a population of approximately 200,000, say, Mm-hmm. there you go. 20, yeah. 20 million. I was I'm really glad you did that math. <laughs> I added two zeros under two hundred thousand. Oh, that's I did it myself. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that would be amazing. We could do so much with twenty million dollars. Who wouldn't get behind this plan? Uh, I I can't imagine anybody. And imagine the debates. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then then we could use the stadium, the new stadium, on a regular basis for the debates. Yeah. No kidding. Ten wards, ten more debates. That would be uh, that would like double the usage of the stadium. Oh, it's, so, uh, yeah, I think I think this is this is the way to go. I, I'm I'm really down for this. Um, okay, well, if that uh, if that idea doesn't generate us a bunch of revenue, we have some other ideas here that will. Hi, I'm Brandon Wright from Bike Regina, and I'm Sarah Maria Debis from Bike Regina, and you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina's Community Radio. So that is it for Innovative Revenue Tools this week. I'm sad to hear them go. Uh, me too. But next week they'll be back. That's true. That, there's always like that silver lining there. An, an ever-renewing font of ideas. Hey, Aiden. What? Do you know what a tender is? <laughs> Remind me. That's when a city needs, to, needs a product or a service, so they send out a request for bids from suppliers. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, City Hall had a pretty interesting tender posted this week. Oh, good. So are, we, are you going to tell us about the tender? Yeah, well, it's actually this, this kind of tender. It's a special kind. It's called an advance contract award notice. Mm -hmm. And the text of that tender starts like this. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. This advance contract award notice, ACAN, is a public notice indicating to the supplier community that the city intends to award a contract for social media, listening, and analytics to a pre-identified supplier. 
It's like a one-way ticket to Buzzkillville, Aiden. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I decided to go into this tender, and I took it upon myself to translate it into uh, some planar language. Thank you, because I did not understand a word. Yeah, how could you? How could you? I barely know regular English. Um, I should note, this tender frequently mentions the name of an actual company. So that would be that pre-identified supplier. Ah, yes. I'm wondering what book it's pre-identified yeah. around here. So I, I consulted with legal, and because our meetings are broadcast on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio, mm -hmm. they've recommended that I bleep out the company's name. So I've Good done choice. that. Good yeah. choice. Okay, so I'm going to play that for us right now. Do you want to stick it to sweet? The city is seeking a firm to handle its social media monitoring and analytics for the next two years and has already identified Suite as its preferred candidate. If you have a social media management firm with access to multiple app integration services, an open API that integrates with the city's current software, advanced analytic tools, and social media strategy certification, this is your chance to really stick it to Suite. The city has identified Suite as its preferred supplier due to its exclusive ability to supply the requirements noted above. If you believe your firm is also able to provide the stated deliverables, you can undo all the Googling of social media monitoring the city has already done by submitting a statement of capabilities to the fifth floor purchasing branch or main floor ambassador's desk by July 7, no later than 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your statement of capabilities, you interfering little monster, henceforth referred to as alternate vendor, will be evaluated against Suite's deluxe line of social media management tools. If no suitable alternate vendor emerges, the city will award an agreement to its preferred supplier, Suite. The city will begrudgingly notify any successful alternate vendor at a later unspecified date and issue a certificate reading, congratulations, you really stuck it to Suite, you little sh**. This has been a Queen City tender moment. <sighs> I hope you found that informative. Very much. I now understand some of that <laughs> quite well. Good, good. Yeah, that was a great idea. Going to the Sask Tenders website. <laughs> and writing some goofs that is yeah that that is the way to generate content for the meeting yeah yes yeah exactly. yeah and to generate interest amongst the public <laughs> so that we can fulfill our social outreach mandate perfect perfectly done <laughs> yes mission accomplished so, so what's up next on our we have i, I take it we probably have some outstanding improvements at this we point. do we should yeah let's move on to something that is not from the sask tenders website um i understand that you know a thing or two about the Regina Fringe? That is a damn lie. Oh, is it? In such a lie that I actually cursed on air. <laughs> yes, you did. I said the D word. You did. Actually, it is not a lie. I do actually know a few things about the Fringe. I've been to see some uh, some of the plays at the Regina Fringe Festival. Oh, so this is a festival. It's not just merely the edge of the city. No, it's it's actually a festival where they celebrate the edge of the city and everybody wears fringes on their jackets. Really? Yeah. That's a great idea. But it doesn't usually go very well, so what they do instead when that 
invariably fails mm-hmm. is they get a bunch of uh, one-act uh, plays into town playing at various venues uh, from, I believe, the 6th to the 10th of July. Really? And that's more interesting than the fringe of the city? Apparently so. Well, I huh. mean, there's entertainment. Okay. And people usually, like, they go out, like, they stay around the downtown core and the cathedral. Uh, I mean, getting out to the fringe of the city is, not only is it difficult, I mean, the fringe, it really encompasses quite a lot. You yeah. Know, quite a lot of space, right? That's true. And then there's all, like, the, the business of getting the fringes on the jackets. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So let's, that's let's, a lot of sewing. I know. So the less said about that, the better. Uh, mm-hmm. Before I begin to run out of things to say on that particular, <laughs> that particular goof, uh, yes, Fringe uh, Fringe Festival is running from July sixth to tenth. So there's a number of plays. Uh, last night I went and saw three in a row. Really? Yes. You can uh, do that. I can do that. That's good. I, you can probably see four or five in a row if you cho- if you so choose. So that's like that's like a a theater hat trick. It is a theater hat trick. Yes. Right yeah. I, I'm not sure what exact trick was pulled with the hat. That's that's what I did. I saw first off. I went and saw Bob Breaker's uh, Smoker, okay, which is uh, a play. Uh, Bob Breaker is uh, he's been fringe before. He's I believe he's based out of New York State or New York City, uh, and this was about his uh, monologue about him trying to quit smoking, dealing with uh, and memories of an abusive father and uh, and current issues with intimacy and relationships. It's very funny, but if you've recently quit smoking. I would probably advise you to start again before you go in to see the play. <laughs> I, I, I won't tell you to stay away, but you're, you're going to, you're going to be writhing on the floor, uh, with, you know, covered in in like nicotine flavored sweat uh, if you if you go in and do that. So very very good. Yeah. Uh, next up, I went and saw 9/11, uh, which is put on by Teatro Oscana, okay, which uh, Regina's only French language theater troupe, uh, and they. They have their performance uh, mostly in English with French subtitles, but opening night, which was last night, they had it in French. Oh. With English subtitles in the background. Right. How's your French? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, my French, which I yeah, last practiced in university, uh, barely, uh, yeah, has, has atrophied over the intervening decades. Uh, yeah. However... Because they have English subtitles, you can actually follow along as you watch um, a play that I would not describe as uh, particularly happy because everybody in it is involved, of course, with September 11th. It all takes place on the morning of September 11th. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, predictably, uh, bad things happen to these good people. Right. uh, But it's it's interesting. There's, there's, you know, there's local actors. Go see it. Okay. And the, the... and it's in English from this point on. It is in so English, if you yeah. you can't with, speak French, you, yes. you're safe. But there are French subtitles in case you feel like reading French. Sure. So, Can uh, I ask a question about that? Uh, okay. Yeah. Do you, do, um, is, is, is the reason that they went with French for this, do you think it was because like that's their native tongue? Or is there some 9-11 angle to being in a foreign language? I, I think they just wanted to be cool. Oh really? Yeah. So they're I guess like, French is about the coolest language you can get. I, I think so. And so they're like, yeah, we'll we'll stick it to the uh, to the Anglophones. I think. Right. No. Uh, they they there is no particular. This is interesting actually because I don't think there was any particular francophone angle. Mm-hmm. All the characters could have could have been in English and it wouldn't have made a difference. But what the effect is, uh, e- even though my French is not perfect, it actually 
sort of gave you a sort of a, a slight remove or defamiliarization sort of gave me a different appreciation of the characters and so I was forced to sort of think of them quite differently and then sort of but my mind wraps around back to empathy so yeah uh, so the so using French to do a story that I think by default is considered English uh, a you know shows just our particular sort of Anglo Mm-hmm. prejudices you know or, uh, yeah. but also it, it produces like a, a very interesting effect that brings i think you brings you closer to these characters neat yeah okay yeah that does sound like really worthwhile checking out um what else did you see then uh the third one i saw was a uh it's called vr done not vr done but uh person <laughs> actually named vr done uh it was uh vincent raymond dunn a story of a uh of a inveterate communist uh, or and union organizer uh, in America in the early 20th century, uh, who was uh, p- played a pivotal role in the 1934-35 Minneapolis Teamsters strike, oh. and the 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 performer, I believe, is also the writer of the show. I think his name's Howard Petrick, uh, I think from California, and he plays he plays Dunn as an old man in 1969 giving a speech about his life. Right. Giving a little talk. So, uh, fr- frankly, the, the best parts came, I think, at the beginning when he talks about being a young man and literally riding the rails, like hopping boxcars to find to find work, you know, and, and like riding on top of a train to get to Seattle for jobs, but discovering, you know, around 1914 or so uh, that there are no jobs and there's yeah. thousands of people lined up and the only source of income is catching rats and taking them into the city for a nickel. Oh, God. So, so there you go. Uh uh, also, uh, I found out a, the greatest uh, nickname for a jail I've ever heard, Hotel Grey Bars. Oh, that is good. I thought so. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought we'd reached peak jail nickname with Huskow, but Hotel Grey Bars has uh, taken Yeah, that totally uh, nails Huskow. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Um, so it would seem that uh, the, the, the play about smoking was the most cheerful thing you saw that evening. It, yes. Yeah. Yes, and there was a lot of talk about like uh, abusive dads. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, there are actually very funny, uplifting, hilarious fringe plays yeah. to be seen, uh, because because you know it's but you get you get this you get different kinds. And last night was a uh, you know there's there's a little bit of history and tragedy in the mix. But uh, tonight I'll be going to see another one uh, called Stupefied. And apparently this one is going to be hilarious. Oh, good. Uh, uh, just other things about Fringe that listeners may or may not know. Uh, 100% of the proceeds go to the performers. So when you pay your ticket, which are 12 bucks a ticket, uh, $12 of that is going to go into the pocket of the uh, man or woman standing up in front of you. Uh, right on. So there you go. Uh, except, I believe, some of the pro- profits from Smoker is going to the Canadian Lung Association. Okay, so it's all going to good ple- good people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, presumably the Lung Association isn't run by neo Nazis. <laughs> oh, to God, not. I don't think so. I'm not saying they're not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to start a rumor. Yeah. Okay, so is stupefied the last one that you're going to, or do you have like a whole week planned? Uh, I don't have anything else planned. Yeah. Particularly, I'm I'm actually reviewing some of these for the Fringe website. Uh, the, so those are the four that I'm reviewing. Yeah, it's but, funny uh, they would pick a basement dweller like you to do such a thing. But I guess, you know, when they drag you out of here, you'd be so dazzled by the lights that you'd be I inclined am. to think. 
Exactly. Great things about their stuff. I'm like, am I in New York City? <laughs> am I? Am I? Am I seeing cats? That's what I think. Yeah. So I'm easily impressed. Uh, but I think um, I, I might just get out of the basement, uh, crawl out that vent, mm-hmm. and see some more over the weekend. It's running till the tenth. Right on. And uh, various venues. Yeah. Do you have any other wisdom about the fringe? Uh, yeah. Once you. Uh, once you like cover your clothes, your jacket in uh, fringes, yeah, uh, it gets pretty comfortable, and uh, you don't you don't want to go back. <laughs> okay. Even if people look at you funny. Yeah. Well, I was trying not to look at you funny, but uh... that's the sound I make as I swing around. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, next up, I believe we uh, we have a little uh, talk about a moose. What was captured from a lake? Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say, uh, except, holy crap, moose. <laughs> there was a moose in the city. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, the, the Queen City apparently was home to a moose for the last several days. It even, uh, the, the appearance of the moose even made it onto popular internet site, uh, boingboing.net. Wow, that's big news. In which they uh, advised, apparently they the reporting on the fact um that they even mentioned Saskatchewan and Muscana Lake in it, uh, but they were reporting on the fact that people were advised not to take selfies with the moose. Uh, I don't know why you would. Yeah. I mean, partly because the moose is mostly in the water. Uh, were you going to row out there or swim out there? I, I very much doubt it. Yeah. Wisely, moose are not into selfies. Um, you know, I, I love that we've moved... Moose can't really, like, manipulate the touch screen on the phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they'd be fine with, like, that little button, but it's the whole, like, punching in the uh, the code that they stink at. So that's got to be really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that we've moved into this age of media where if you live somewhere and something happens in your city, there's, like, all the reporting of it happening... And then if it gets picked up by something like Boing Boing, there's then the further reporting of your city being reported on in Boing Boing. I know. Or TMZ or something. I'd love it if that moose showed up on TMZ. (laughs) That turned out to be some celebrity moose. Well, it is named after... coming out of a limousine, (laughs) (laughs) spreading its legs. (laughs) Oh, how how the moose have fallen. But I believe believe the moose is named... um, Peter Moosebridge? Yeah, because yeah. apparently he spent a lot of time on the CBC grounds. Oh. And so, yeah, because of his love for the Mother Corps, they named him Peter Moosebridge. Very nice. Yeah. Why not name, um, you know, for, I guess for a female moose, they could name it Wendy Moosley. Oh, I know. that's really good. <laughs> the whole lead up to this meeting, I was like, oh, there's got to be another, like another woman. There's got to be another there's name. There's got to be another moose And you just pun. nailed it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. good work. Yeah, so, I mean, and, you know, ima- imagine if there were, like, a male-female who's getting together, and you could have, like, yeah. once again, you know, Canada's favorite couple getting together in moose form. <laughs> and then breaking up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Peter Moosebridge was caught today. Oh. Yeah. He, um, he'd he been, like, spending time out on the islands in the lake and then on the CBC grounds, and, uh, yeah, they... Um, they were able to like catch him when he came out into civilization again, and he was tranquilized. And they brought him out of the city to like an abandoned yard where he could like recover from the uh, the trank dart. And uh, then, yeah, I guess they reintroduced him to the wild. Hopefully, I always love that phrase. They use re- to reintroduce something to the wild. It sounds really formal. 
<laughs> Wild, you may you may remember this this here moose. He's now named Peter Moosebridge. I would appreciate it <laughs> if you called him that wild. <laughs> yes. So that was the moose capture this week. Um, next up, there were some changes to the Regina Fire Bylaw. Fire is going to start acting a little differently from now on. It will. It will, because of the uh, the fast action of our city council. Um, this happened at uh, the council meeting last week that we were talking about in uh, last week's meeting. And uh, the changes that were up for consideration in the Regina Fire Bylaw included things like uh, implementation of fines for repeat false alarms and a ban on sky lanterns. Um, sky lanterns? So you can now no longer put fire in, the in sky. a pool and send it floating up into the sky. They, they, they thought, you know, maybe it's time. Yeah, I, I can we, uh, I can see the wisdom in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the most contentious issue, though, turned out to be a plan to increase the frequency with which smoke alarms should be tested in multi-unit rental apartments. So, in rental buildings currently, uh, your your landlord is expected to check, you know, whether or not your your smoke alarm functions every six months. Mm. There are new laws. Um, with the uh, national uh, the national fire code that require um, all smoke alarms have to be tested every month, and so the city administration and the fire chief were arguing that this is uh, modernizing our fire code our our bylaw locally so that it's up to snuff with the so to speak with the national fire code. This, however, met with so much angry outcry from the gallery. There were two delegations. Wow. Both of whom thought this was ridiculous. This was like far too often to be checking in on people's uh, smoke detectors. They pointed out that, uh, you know, if you're like a renter, you don't want to have your landlord walking in on you every four weeks just to check on your smoke detector, to like push that button and then walk out again. Um, and uh, so they felt that this was like an unnecessary intrusion. Um, the uh, city council was divided over the issue. Some of the councillors were on one side who agreed with the delegations that, you know, this is crazy, this is this is putting too much work on uh, our poor landlords. Uh, but there were other city councillors who uh, were, you know, in favour of this change to the bylaw, and I'm going to play a little bit of what they had to say. Woohoo! If I live in a home with my family and I fail to check the fire alarm, and there's a fire and a death, that's a tragedy. It's a tragedy that will affect my whole family. This is absolutely critical we pass this tonight. We cannot have a circumstance where uh, seniors in these homes are not protected. Uh, the unfortunate reality is that there, there will be a fire in a rental house in the next six months. Uh, let's, let's hope that it doesn't result in any, anyone uh, dying or being hurt. If but I live in an apartment building, with a hundred or two hundred other people, but even if one tenant is not cautious, that exposes the whole building. All of the people who live in that building, both those who are cautious and those who are not cautious, to uh, damage and to the possibility of death. If you have rental properties, so obviously you're going to want to make sure your tenants are alive. Hard to pay rent when you're dead. So this went on for a very long time, and wow. I'm I'm sitting there listening to this uh, uh, debate, and all I'm hearing is death, 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 <laughs> fire, 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 death, wow. 
death. So who was it that uh, that said there would be fire within the next six months in a rental property? I do believe that was Councillor Sean Fraser. That's what I thought. So is yeah. Councillor Fraser, is he not running again because he's planning on setting fire to your <laughs> rental property? I'm just, I'm just asking. I suspect that is not the case. Well, um, you know, I think if you count cooking fires in there, it's pretty likely yeah. that there will be a fire in a rental property. Um, yeah, so th I started to freak out at this meeting. I was like, all I could think about is I, I have to get back to the sub-basement and check all of the 9 volts and make right. sure that we're safe. Um, fortunately, things are so damp down here that I think we're pretty good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it would actually be kind of nice if our landlords, if you imagine that's what the city hall people are, uh, would come down and check our I agree. Our alarms every month, because that'd be nice to see people. But frankly, I think we have more to worry about from the creeping lichen down here than the than fire. It's true. I it's moving feeling, faster than firewood down here. It's it's true. And, you know, it's it's funny. Every like I come I come like into the room like every day, and it seems that it's just it's just shifted a little bit. Yeah. And I think sometimes I think it's like staring at me. I don't I think that's eyes. actually. I don't think I think that's actually happening. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well. Anyways. I'm sure I'm sure it'll all be fine. Anyways. The argument at council was that it is crucial that they pass these these uh regulations now, change the bylaw right away so that they can stave off any danger from fire happening in the next few months. Uh and also there is a concern that if they don't change the laws because uh, the bylaw because this is the national fire code that has changed, we don't update to meet that, we could be held liable as a city mm -hmm. if you know, if it's discovered that because a fire alarm wasn't inspected, a fire led to a problem, damage of property or people. But council remained divided, so divided, in fact, uh, that Councillor Flagel brought forward a motion to uh, motion to refer this bylaw portion back about the uh, smoke alarms because uh, he felt that they needed more information about it. Uh, but council had a split vote, 50-50, on each side, and when a vote is tied at council, it fails. So, Councillor Flagel's referral motion to get more information failed, so we're not going to get any more information on the fire bylaw. But then when the main motion about the fire bylaw changing mm -hmm. was brought forward, it was again a 50-50 split vote, tie wow. vote, it fails. So, because this fire bylaw has to change, uh, it can't change now because they voted against it, or it failed by accident um, and it's going to come back to council next month but we also voted not to do any more further research or provide a report about uh, with more information about it so the same bylaw will be coming back the same pilot changes and likely the exact same conversation mm, maybe yeah councillor sorry mayor fougere did sneak in a i hope our intention to get more information from administration was understood by administration at the end of debate but uh, that's not like an official call. That's not an official referral motion. So we have they they were not able to officially request specific information from admin. Admin now gets to go hog wild and do whatever if they want. So they can they can give come back with information about fire or hog barns or anything. Exactly. Okay. And you know, Hopefully fire though we are. We're men. We could we could submit some extra info. We could we could we could arms. we could do a detailed report on all of the elements. We could. Yeah. Fire, yeah. air, earth, water. Lichen. Lichen. Creeping lichen. <laughs> creeping lichen. A new element. Yes. Yeah. New, a new form. Creeping, yeah. creeping, staring lichen. But that's it. 
That's it for outstanding improvements for this week uh, at the Queen City Improvement Bureau. That is it. Yeah, there that's totally no it. There is no more. My God. Yeah. Usually, usually we are overflowing with with issues. Yeah, but uh, but today we're we're just we're hitting. We're we hitting have like a, a comfortable bit. amount. That's perfect. Yeah, I like a nice comfortable amount. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, one thing that we haven't spoken about uh, in a little while that we need to bring up again is mm-hmm. the fan fiction uh, challenge. Yes, the City Hall Fan Fiction Challenge uh, being hosted by the Queen City Improvement Bureau. People, if you think that your life has been not nearly full enough of uh, City Hall fan fiction, we have the solution. It's the Fan Fiction Challenge. Go to our website, queencityib.com, and read all about the Fan Fiction Challenge. We've developed character profiles uh, for all the counselors and names that you can use as you generate your special story. The winner of the challenge, which will be probably whoever submits, gets to read their stories on the air at a Queen City Improvement Bureau meeting. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Get get your literary credentials out there. Yeah. Yeah. Enter the enter the challenge and then you too will get to see the creeping lichen yes. in the Queen City Improvement Bureau sub basement. Um, yeah. Come for the creeping lichen, stay to become part of the creeping lichen. That's how it works. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a motion to adjourn. Okay, motion, I second that motion. Motion passed. You have been listening to the weekly broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Thanks to uh, Natasha Lipney for appearing on our show. That was uh, most appreciated. And thanks, of course, to our sponsor, uh, Murray's Curries by Wade Murray. Uh, also, th- thanks thanks again to Ryan Hill, for, uh, for a.k.a. Guidewire, for his great uh, theme music. Find us online on Twitter at Queen City IB or our website, queencityib.com. Catch our podcast on cjtr.ca slash podcasts or subscribe to us on iTunes or go to our website, whatever you like to do. Coming up next on CJTR, the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit and reeling in the years. This meeting is adjourned. Keep on improving, Regina.